Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 40. In this episode, we'll give you a recap of the Salt Lake WKO, talk about updating your draft strategies for the PDC, and wrapping it all up, talking about the two new formats and rotation. Before we do that, we'll have a rules forum update with Dr. J. Okay, guys, we are kicking this episode off with Dr. J. So we have That's a right. rules forum update. That's right. Yeah. New rule um, posted. And I, I like this one because WizKids is looking to the future because it's about a card that's not even released yet. Yeah, it's a card I'm, I haven't seen yet. So in the new fut- in the new uh, Defenders team pack, there's going to be another Clea. Her subtitle is Starcross, and the question is how her ability is going to work with Overcrush. So her ability is while Clea is, act- is active, when you assign blockers, you may declare target character die blocked without assigning a blocker. And then, of course, you have your Overcrush's... When it knocks out a character, it deals its damage, the remaining damage. Yeah, exactly. To the, so the question is, how is that going to work since you don't have a blocker? So would it be zero or would it not work because you can't KO an invisible blocker, right? Yeah, and so the answer is, is considered to have KO'd all of its blockers. So you take all the damage and the character stays in the field. So if you have Clea available... Don't use that ability on an overcrush character. That's probably the worst possible idea <laughs> yeah. that you could have. Yeah. Um, so those are the, that's that's the only one ruling they have. Um, this is good. It's a good sign. That means the defenders pack is might, probably not going to be delayed. Yeah. Um, and this is a really cool ability. I mean, I hope mm-hmm. that the other ones are are kind of like this. The first team pack was a little bit of a letdown because they had so many expensive characters. And the one Cleo we've seen is a six cost. I kind of hope this is on a five cost character. But even if, on a six-cost character, this is a really powerful ability. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yep. And so, Dr. J, we're going to have you back for yet another rules update, which is a big one that warrants its own segment yes, coming right. up later on in this episode. Okay, guys, we are here with the full crew. We have Ken Poole, Dr. J, the Brown Messiah, and the KO King. Welcome, gents. Hey. Hello. Hey. Um, so as we're recording this, this is the day after the Utah WKO. Um, and all of you guys participated in it. I was here in spirit. Um, <laughs> I thought so, you were like snowed in up in Park City or something. Yeah, that was, that's that why I was drinking there. spirits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snowed hey, I in gotta, at a ski resort. So bad. Yeah, I, hey, I had to stay warm up there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we wanted to do is kind of give you a little bit of recap on what happened here because, I mean... The, the WKL literally happened like 10 feet away from where we're sitting right now. So mm-hmm. who, who wants to kind of give a nice overview on how it went? Um, I thought it was actually a pretty su- uh, good success. Uh, I was really happy with the numbers that we had. I was worried leading up to this that we wouldn't have the yeah. numbers that we would have. But we had we had 19 people play, mm-hmm. 19 players. Yeah, I think that was actually great. Yeah, it, it was. We were a little bit concerned. It uh, It turned out a lot better than I expected. It was also incredibly well run. I mean, Game Haven Sandy was the one who hosted it, and um, Nathan, our local TO, really, he was the one in charge of everything. And before everything started, he told everyone what like the unique rulings were. He told everyone how he would rule if there was a rules question, if anyone had any questions. The rounds were very clean, went really quick, and it was he, the fastest. He made a, ever he made a point to uh, to keep to let people know that if if you suspect your opponent is slow playing to let him know and that would not be tolerated so it ran really smooth and really fast uh it seems like most of our events when we've had a big event go to like 10 or 11 at night and we were done by i think 7 30 yeah wow we were done really quick and that was everything that was top eight was done prizes were handed out everything it was my really games good. went a lot faster. Does that mean that I was uh, maybe so, uh, be contributing? To well, that's what happens when you, for you, when you lose really fast. How, 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 how many really times fast? did he go to time? I just, I mean, we always. I got. I, I did some, not. I don't think he went to time. <laughs> I don't think he went to time a single time. I went to time twice. Diego did. I did. I went to time the first game actually. <laughs> yeah, I think you went to time more than once, didn't you? Um, yeah, I went to time. We didn't go to time. No, we didn't go, we to, didn't time. go to time. I, I beat you soundly. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a swift beating. Um, but even games that went to time were done in like five minutes or something. They were yeah, really quick. Yeah. yeah All right. It was so, good, though. So here's the question that people are wondering. Did 
Did any of you guys see a Beholder team? Yeah, I'm glad we prepped for all those Beholder teams, right, guys? Didn't I think I think uh, I think Steve brought a Beholder. Did Zach bring a Beholder too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ones from the, favorite. The favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so so the our closest, hidden gem, I see. The closest <laughs> thing to that Beholder that I saw, I played against an Ultraman team piloted by a gentleman named Alex from Arizona, and he trounced me. Like it just wasn't close. There was nothing I could do. He was he he knew exactly what to do with it. It was awesome. Uh, poisoning my basic actions uh, helped a little bit. Uh, at one point, he had a few characters on the field, and he rolled two kryptonites, and he didn't want to kill his field, so he only used one of them. So there there was a it worked as a deterrent, but it certainly wasn't enough against the Ultraman. Yeah, it definitely works less. It works less against Ultraman than it does against Beholder. Oh, yeah. With, the basic with Beholder, by that point, you're committed. You've already done uh, basically everything you can do. You can attack and deal with whatever the basic actions are with uh, Ultraman. You can use the basic actions, and if you've poisoned the basic actions with uh, The Oppression Begins or Fireball or End of Days or whatever, you can... Do that you still can recover two, from three, it, yeah. four times, and then field your characters for the turn. Yeah. If you've yep. got more than one character, and then do whatever else you're going to do. Yeah. If you, if you guys want to know how to effectively run and and counter an Ultraman team, check out our last episode. I heard the guy who was talking about it knew what he was talking about. He thinks he does, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I'd like to say the side events went really well too. Uh, we didn't do any side events until after the cut to. No, so a few people dropped out once they realized they weren't going to make the cut to top yeah. eight, and they did a draft. I think there was side events started at the same time as the fifth round of Swiss. We did five rounds of Swiss, and I'm pretty sure side events started in that fifth round. Yeah, and those were those were really well done. Um, here they were really uh, really liberal with the prizes. Everyone really had an opportunity to get yeah, those was, side event it prizes. It was really and stuff. really generous with the prizes. I walked away yeah. with every Mr. every five foil five uh, foil super rare extravaganza oh well yeah i pulled a whole yeah. bunch of super rares in the draft <laughs> it was so great um it was really it was a really good day for me uh even though i even though i only went like i think i went two and three or three and two in in swiss and didn't make the cut to top eight i still had a blast it was so much fun this is gonna sound weird this was the most i have enjoyed a competitive event it's the worst i've done yeah i Typically, we'll have my team where I have just work it out every kink and know everything about it, and everything is there for a purpose. But then every game, I'm stressing and I'm trying to go through like how many scenarios with every role, and I did not do that this time. And There's I kind been of plenty of it. times where I've I've beaten Russ by like one point, and he just like he will not He'll shut up about it, it for yeah. a year. He remembers that loss <laughs> yeah. for a year. He was it was nothing like that yesterday. And as a whole, the the double burst guys we did not poorly, that well. Poorly. One of we us made the really cut bad. to top eight. Yeah. One yeah, of us I, made the cut to top eight. But I made top so eight, and then I got my myself just pounded by Mike Plum yeah, in, the, so, in the top eight. Yeah, speaking of Mike, quickly eliminated. congrats to Mike for winning WKO. He, yeah, he's a, right. he's, he, he knows his team and he's a fantastic. rolled, yeah. man. He, he, got, he went undefeated in record and I'm not sure if there was any of the, the best of three games that he lost, but he definitely didn't record a loss, so I don't know if there was any of the like Game one win, game two loss, game three win. I don't, I don't know, but I know that he didn't record a loss at all on the day. He did awesome. I'm really happy for him because I think it's about time he won a WKO. You know, he's he's just, <laughs> he's just a scrappy. You know, he, he tries. Keeps at he's it, and it's good that he going. finally won one. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's like Rocky. You know, he just keeps training, and he's finally making the big time. <laughs> he's the best. Around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, actually, in that vein, a local player named Ruben, uh, he beat me in the fifth round, and he ended up going into the top eight and into the top four. And I was talking to him as we were waiting to see if I made the cut to top eight. And he, I, I was the eighth seed. He was the seventh seed. So we were kind of waiting for other people to... Uh, finish their games and going, what's it going to do to our schedules? You know, is it going to drop me? Is it going to mess with him at all? Um, he told me that yesterday was the first time he had ever won a game in a really competitive tournament and he made top four. It was awesome. <laughs> I was stoked for him. He brings his kid Adrian. His kid Adrian is awesome also. Yeah, we, we love Adrian yeah, around here. Adrian's great him. and Ruben's really cool too. I was stoked to see uh, one of the guys that 
we don't see him too often because he's he lives like 40 minutes away so he plays at some other stores but uh whenever he comes up he's always really cool and he brings his kid who's awesome and he got it, i was stoked to see him do as well as he did he got one of the invites to nationals as well i mean making the yeah. top four because yeah. two of the other ones in the top eight top yeah. four had already gotten invites. the only people in the top eight that don't have a nationals invite was me and i think the guy who ended up in seventh overall but because there was three people who already had nationals invites they had to walk it down the line quite a ways yeah (laughs) Yeah. we had three to give out at our event six of the top eight that Mm -hmm. were at ours are yeah so and then so wanted to give some shout outs to the guys so sean Thanks. He he drove from Idaho, which is from awesome. from North Idaho. Yeah, from yeah, Lane, Idaho. Idaho. That's yeah. like Canada, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I had the I had the chance to actually play against him uh, in the first round, uh, and uh, he he beat me. Um, but it was a really really uh, good game between the two of us, and he was a really great guy to play against and just talk to you and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only I only got one uh, side event in, and I played against him, and it was fun. We were definitely like by that point, I. I was goofy. I was in goofy mode. <laughs> yeah. I did. I I did something different that uh, I kind of recommend. I played a like palate cleanser game after the tournament. I played a, a quick game of Hero Realms and then went to uh, draft. And it wasn't anywhere near as jarring as it usually is, where it's like mm-hmm. I'm in full on tournament mode. What exactly is my perfect purchase <laughs> order? How do I dominate? How am I supposed to ramp? You know, like it took away a lot of that intensity and I kind of would recommend that like throw down on a, if you've got some other game that you like to play that takes, you know, five to 20 minutes, do that between, between your hardcore tournament and going into the more casual side events, play something else. It it helped me, it put me, my mind in a better place for doing the more casual stuff. I got to say the best thing Sean did and, not to discount his team or anything, but the best thing he did was he walked up to Dr. J and said he was wrong. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, he accurately walked up to Dr. J and he accurately said that he was so, wrong. So I, I'll i tell it again. If you guys ever see Dr. J, please just walk up to him and just say, Dr. J, you're wrong. You don't need a reason. Just do it. Anytime we go somewhere, I'm going to point to Russ and be like, that's Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the other shout out is to the guys who drove up from Arizona. Not only did they drive up from Arizona at the far part of Arizona to, to, to Utah, yeah, yeah, Tucson, they got in the car and started driving back right after the WKO. So props to you, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they did a 12-hour drive parked the car, came in and played games for uh, like seven and a half, eight hours, and then got in the car and drove 12 hours again. <laughs> yeah. Like That is some brutal stuff. They had, uh, I think it was four of them, and they said they were taking turns driving. You know, hope they made it home safe. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Uh, they and they did awesome. I think every didn't all of them make top eight. They did, and then they played each other. And you know, I'm a competitive person, but I was pretty happy that everybody that traveled in a long way made the top eight. So it was fun. Yes. To, it was fun to play with them too. I mean, I didn't yeah, I didn't play really against cool. any of them, but just talking to them a little bit, they were. I only they were played against Alex, and he trounced me with his Ultraman. But he he was really cool. Like I I feel weird. Uh, I when I'm in really competitive mode, I tend to be more focused, and it's uh, I have a hard time socializing and just sort of uh, hanging out while I'm playing. So I I feel like I. I could have been friendlier with Alex, but he he was cool. He was definitely like nice, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. And he he is he just beat me so badly. Yeah. <laughs> so I so I played Josh. He was who Mike played in the finals. He was from Arizona. That was my back to back barred games where I couldn't actually buy characters against, but it was a lot of fun. And then uh, Alfonso and I played a few games before, and he had a really fun X twenty three team that he didn't play in the event, but I think he kind of feels where he is with his X-23T is where I'm at. Like, it's just, it's either a win or it's not. But he uses uh, Beholder End of Days and uh, was it in prison? But he uses, so End of Days with Beholder and X-23. So it's not as fast, but, man, it it's a lot of fun. Even when I'm losing for some reason, when I'm rolling the dice for X-23, I'm always like, <laughs> how big can we get it? <laughs> so that's, this means that Russ has a gambling addiction that he's not telling us about. Yeah. I, I, I also want to give a shout-out to um, our buddy Jeremy. He brought a new player. Was his name Cody? Cor- Corey. Corey. It was Corey. And uh, 
I played him in the first round, and it was really funny. He shows up with this like paper play mat that looks like it was folded up, and he pulled it out of his pocket, and he's like, I'm new to the game, but I'm so excited. And I was like, okay, thinking, you know, like, oh, I got a pretty easy game my first one. And he just wrecked me with this Bat <laughs> Family team, and it was it was fun. Like, I, I usually don't have fun losing, but he made it a lot of fun. He was very excited to play, and it was so good to see a new player come in and do well. He didn't just beat me. He beat a couple of other he, people, too. Him like, and Jeremy were playing in the fifth round, and their Jeremy beating him boosted my strength of schedule to keep me in the top eight. I don't. Yeah. I think that if Corey would have won, I would have been dropped. And yeah. Conversely, actually, if Jeremy would have lost, that would have bumped me back up into his spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did how many bards were there? Because I played two bards. They both made top four, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then there was two green goblins in the t- event. None of them were gobby. both Norman Osborne. <laughs> yeah. It's because Norman Osborne is awesome. I don't he, know. He is awesome. <laughs> he is. But yeah, it was a, a refreshing competitive event yesterday, yeah. considering rotation hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was, it was how many really rings nice. were there? I, I had a bolt ring. I know. I, I ran had a mask ring. ring. Uh, Sean, Sean ran had a mask, mask ring. ring. Jeremy, Jeremy had a. Had a multiple man. Yeah, he, ring. well, he had a multiple man but he also kind of had one of every energy he oh, was he was okay. kind of a mix-up interesting uh, steve ring. brought a mask ring team too zach did as well zach, so there was the rings a lot there were a lot of rings everywhere yeah a lot none, none lot, of the double of burst guys brought bards it was no. it was kind of funny um we i think we just kind of we don't like him and so we decided to try to not yeah. play with him on our well team. it's it, what we do is we never play with it we never practice with it so yeah. why would i take it to I'm not going to learn at WKO. I, I, yeah, exactly. I had tried a bunch of things in the last month or two, and nothing seemed to be uh, working out for me to where I felt like I could really improve it. So I just went with my old reliable of a bolt ring team. I feel like our, I, our team's put up a good fight, though, You know, even I, though... I feel like I fell, fell victim to my own hubris because I was just so stuck on playing this uh, Beast Mutate 666. <laughs> You're just like, I was just like, I am going you to just, play this. You just I wanted to show care. off your alt art. But well, wouldn't you? That alt art is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I made a Bat Family team one time. So, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, so like that's kind of where I'm like at. But I was, I feel okay about it because I ended up going three and two and had a good time and had some yeah. good games and it was I a came, great day. I came very close to throwing away a ring die because it just refused to roll for me. <laughs> I, I had a couple so I, I lost two in Swiss, and um, the one against Alex, I never stood a chance. Against uh, Ruben, I feel like there may I may have been able to beat him if I could have rolled the ring, but I I didn't, you know. I, and he definitely <laughs> beat me. Sadly. So one thing I faced that I have never faced, and it was because of my purchase court curve. I had actually pretty expensive characters, but I was emotionally attached to playing some cards the last time. So it wasn't a great team, but I, it I was really, a great farewell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. wanted to play some of those. It was for the swan song time. for PXG yeah. and for so, Constantine. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so Zombie Magneto, I had to play him. I, <laughs> I had a bunch of stuff like probably not the best situation, but man, this is the last time until, you know, I think it'll pick up again in a year where we'll be able to play Golden Age and a bunch of fun stuff mm-hmm. yeah. again. But uh, so I had like, no purchasing and when i had constantine i think i should have taken it as a an omen when in practice games i rolled him over 10 times without ever getting a character face yeah, yeah that's what that's he just out, guys. <laughs> all, right, all right guys so um i i i, I feel like We're, i missed out at this wk you really did stupid Absolutely. weather stupid weather great <laughs> it was a great time it was a great competition yeah. big thanks to everyone who came from near and far it was a really good time hanging out and playing with everyone mm-hmm. yeah all right so thanks for guys's input we want to hear how you guys did during your wkos because i believe this week is like the near end ish tail end of this, this round of WKOs. I think this weekend was the last one. Yeah. So we want to hear how you guys did and your experiences and um Arizona guys and Sean come back because I want to meet you guys in person. Just, yeah. That's just being personal. But yeah. we will have come, come back and play and hang out. Yeah. We want we'll have all of you guys back because you heard people mention this golden age and this rotation stuff for our round table. We'll we'll discuss probably one of the biggest changes in Dice Masters. Okay, everybody, we are here with the Brown Messiah and Dr. J. How are you gents doing? Doing good. Good. I am excited. So if you guys heard us kind of allude to this in previous episodes that 
Every episode in the month, month of March, we're going to do some kind of PDC prep segment to get you guys ready for the various forms of PDC. So if you are wondering what the PDC is and what the different formats are, go back a couple episodes and you'll see us discuss the different formats. Today, we're going to be focusing on draft as that's the, new, the closest PDC event that's supposed to be scheduled to happen. Um, and of course, we had a awesome, awesome episode on drafting in episode one called Be Ready. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you go there. But what we wanted to do is that was six, seven months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah a, lot is, a lot has changed in the drafting scene that we wanted to give you an update on different techniques and stuff that we have discovered since these new sets and rule changes has come out. So where do we want to start off? I think probably the most important and first place to go is the uh, first turn rule um, because that has now changed um, since we last uh, did a draft update. Um, just kind of how to prepare yourself for first yeah. turns in, Dra- drafting, in drafts yeah. though, because you're starting with one energy Yeah, dr- Drafting a team with four costs and and higher only is going to be a little detrimental, especially if you end up going yeah, first. Yeah, it's going to be a rough first turn, definitely. Uh, so when you're... And the thing is, prime sets don't have as many two-cost dice as past sets have. So the odds of you getting some two-cost characters to buy and like still feel the sidekick on turn one are, are less likely, so you're going to want to focus on getting probably several three-cost characters if you can, something that you can buy on the first turn. Another thing you also might want to be uh, or, or at least concerned about is uh, fielding costs because fielding costs are going to be something to be worried about. I've noticed um, some of these lower-costing characters have higher fielding costs. Um, just example looking right here, I'm looking at a Carmine Falcone. Um, he's zero one one. Which, you know, generally that's pretty good actually for uh, fielding costs. But in Prime without any like awesome form of ramp or anything, then it's going to be a little bit more, uh, it's going to be hard yeah. for you to you, decide. You gotta, you, yeah. You, yeah, you're going to have to plan for it. I mean, because I'm, I'm thinking back at some of the the, the cards. I mean, because in Prime, it's really up to the store to choose what set you're drafting. But more than likely, you're going to be drafting one of the newer sets. Yeah. Um, so, and like, have you guys noticed when you're playing with some of these newer sets, you always seem to have one energy left over after each turn because you've one one of your die is the character, yeah. and then you're paying one to, yeah, to feel them, and then you're like, what am I going to do with the, these extra? There's all energy? kinds of wasted energy, and it's a, I think a large part of that is these newer sets, the prime sets, have so few globals, and the a lot of the globals that they do have don't cost energy to use, so. You're not if you have energy left over, it might end up being like a constant problem. Maybe you're not getting as efficient purchasing power as you should. So I would recommend when you're drafting, try to get a three cost, a four cost, a five cost, so you don't end up wasting that energy. Get a two cost if you can, so that when you roll those energies, you don't waste them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd I'd also recommend when you're drafting, especially since you do have that extra energy, and I know I try to do it now is if I know I'm going to have extra energy that turn, I may re-roll a sidekick that's on its energy face just to see if I can get the character onto the field yeah. and mm-hmm. get something out of it. Yeah. yeah. Where, where you may want to look at cards that have some sidekick hate or some sidekick removal that may help. So, I mean, like we've seen Russ do it with the the common static, is he'll feel the sidekick, and when it, it's your your turn and you're playing against him, he'll ping his sidekick so he has kind of a semi ramp going on yeah another another thing to do is look for characters that have abilities that cost energy to use so like the synergy abilities in green arrow flash or a couple of them i think in deadpool have ones like hit monkey Mm -hmm. pay a fist and use their ability maybe take characters like that so you don't end up wasting your energy so that energy in your reserve pool can be useful later on also, I guess just be aware of those uh, other cards or those synergy cards as well, because like we said, we are looking at less globals in the in this form of drafting. And, and yeah, the more I thought about it, some of the globals actually cost more mm-hmm. now too. Yeah, Star Labs is Star too Labs energy is to use. Yeah, um, and then those and then those synergy and, uh, abilities just are something your opponent can't use. So yeah, that's really really. And great they thing. don't. I mean, it doesn't matter in draft. I think, but they don't. They don't have like global taxes don't hurt though that mm-hmm. either exactly. so those are all those are always good abilities to take i think um what else yeah and then so now and then the big thing is now it's ramp oh yeah so, like unless you're running in a chaos draft which i think we like to do a lot here. chaos drafts yeah, are we, so much um, fun but. You're, you're not gonna have that professor x and um 
you know, that's almost a staple and constructed for ramp and churn. Oh, yeah. And th- you're most likely going to just be relying on basic action, right? Yeah. It seems like is going to be the, be- the best um, way to get that ramp going. Yeah. Uh, I've, I found that there are some other interesting ways to get ramp aside from basic actions. Um, when you're playing a draft, so if you're playing Green Arrow Flash and you happen to get one of those energy fixers, that's a good way to get to five energy on your second turn. If you can field a sidekick on your first turn and then turn it to energy on your next turn, you can buy a five cost character in your second turn. Also static is another good one. If you can get him in the field and your opponent rolls, you can ping out some of your own sidekicks and then get like six dice on a turn. Anything that you can like get some sidekicks over into your used pile or into your Mm -hmm. prep area, that's going to get you more ramp later on. And in draft, I feel like it's easier to get to those five and six cost characters, even if you don't have ramp basic action cards, um, just because games tend to take a little longer. You end up buying a few more characters, you roll them on double energy, and eventually you can buy those expensive characters. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's just a race to get to that one expensive character to change the game. Yeah, like Grot or King Shark, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, you can also even just look at kind of those mid-range ones like uh, the Uncommon Professor Zoom or even um, Power Ring, the Common Power Ring as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can just kind of get, or even War, uh, Punisher, the one that I've been working on like lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and one of the things we do still recommend you do is review the set that you're going to draft. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to make a night and day difference to know what you may and may not get possibly um, through the drafts and don't rely on getting those rares because, I mean, I can't remember the last time I drafted a rare. Yeah, dra- <laughs> yeah, that's right. The other Yesterday actually was our WKO here and I played in a couple of drafts and I have been so bad at looking over the cards in Deadpool and lost both of my games in the draft. I mean, I drafted a bunch of super rares, so that was really good, but lost both of my games because I wasn't familiar with the cards or with what the synergies were. Um, that's usually my advice to people but I didn't follow it that particular time and I lost both my games. So definitely look over the cards, even make an idea of what you might make as a team out of those draft cards and try to draft mm-hmm. those if you can. Yeah. Um, one thing we should remind you is basic actions in prime in a PDC drafts. Cause it doesn't have to be a prime set. Um, all the, all the basic actions right now are available, including swords and relentless according the to team. the last update mm-hmm. from WizKids. Yeah. Would, from WizKids? Yeah. WizKids yeah. has nothing to do with Prime, though. Right. They, they haven't changed. So they follow the WizKids rules, and they haven't uh, mentioned anything yeah. about not doing they that. They haven't mentioned so. anything. I would like to see the PDC remove those, because those are, those are those, issue basic actions, yeah. especially in draft. Yeah, I would say so, actually. You're yeah, right. that um, stupid Feyrin under Siege Beholder that Zach always plays, he wrecked mm-hmm. me so fast with that thing and just relentless. In because you free global, this mm-hmm. that thing can't block. Save a couple masks, those things can't block. Hit you with the beholder for six, like three times, and that was it. Oh, yeah. The yeah. so a lot, there are a lot of globals out there that are on, on those basic actions that you, that you can do that sort of thing. So it's definitely really hard to come back from with those sort of things. Yeah. Um, let's see here. But also, I like I like it because I like relaxing better than superhero registration act personally. And so I, I decided to use yeah, relaxing. So, yeah, I am let, actually let, let's, so let's, I know some people who use PXG almost exclusively for ramp. So this is probably a good time to do a refresher on the different forms of action ramp, which is, you know, we have relaxing, mm-hmm. special delivery, mm-hmm. um, and it's in superhero registration act. Am I missing any? Um, you can. Uh, there has been others. Russ. Russ has been using one. Um, as somewhat of a counter to the uh, beholder, but I actually kind of look at it as a a different form of ramp as well. It's the one, oh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it now, but you sacrifice the character and you draw two dice. Oh, so Spidey's Last Spidey's Stand. Last stand. Yeah. yeah, that so, one's bad for ramp. Yeah, but, <laughs> but sometimes it'd be, it's nice to get a good churn in there as well because sometimes yeah. special, because special yeah. delivery is, is used for that as well. I actually look at special delivery more of a churn type item than a Russ was also using one. momentum as ramp a little bit. I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's better and constructed when you can change the action face to whatever you want with Ren at Tilly, but mm-hmm. it still can give you a little bit of ramp if you get it on that double burst face. I wouldn't count on it though. Yeah. And so and there's one card that it seems like it's good ramp, but it's more a bag thinner, and that is the rare Sheikler from Deadpool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's because you have when you move the die over at the end of your opponent's turn, you can't roll it that turn. Yeah, so, yeah, but so, but after yeah. that, it's five yeah. dice every turn, right. pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that's always something to remind. Can't but, forget resurrection, yeah. obviously. Oh yeah, Re- yeah, resurrection. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen villainous, villainous pact, but 
again, my recommendation anytime I hear anybody <laughs> say villainous pack, make sure you have a villain on your team if yes. you're going to play it, because if you don't, it's going to hurt. Yeah, um, for sure. Also, um, just really quick, foils don't matter at all, so don't worry about those for... For, but for if drafting. it's a foil rare, it doesn't that's matter. Good, like <laughs> doesn't matter. Shark. Foil rare is not any better than the, than the non-foil rare. They're the same. They have the same ability. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> are, if you guys are either on team, be ready or be or be Fred, Freddy, Freddy. Freddy, be ready yeah. or, or be Freddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let us know. Um, so, guys, I, I do appreciate having these updates. I think we, you know, we, we'll probably come back and always do once once in a while do these updates because the game does evolve and change over time, and we want to make sure you guys have the most up to date info when it comes down to drafting. Which, you know, I see a lot of people say it's a good beginner thing but i th- I, th- I think it's a little harder because you have to know the cards oh drafting is yeah. i think oh, yeah. drafting is not it's way harder for beginners than constructed events in my opinion mm-hmm. because you're kind of thinking on the spot and having to brew on the spot so yeah and it also just requires like being able to read into like into your drafts being like okay well what's available like if you're drafting this set what are the synergies in it and what's being taken from that and, and i don't know if it's you can pull off your own i don't know if it's a it. general rule or just what we do here but we're not allowed to look at our cards that right. we pick after we I draft find them that really frustrating I, I, so you don't sometimes if yeah. you don't remember what you've drafted i'm actually really pretty hard. sure that's in the rainbow draft rule somewhere is it yeah because that, i know most other back. drafting games like magic they let you look at the cards that you've drafted so you right, kind of know but this game if you but i think it's kind of fun too i do too i like <laughs> so, it but it, it's another mixed, level of challenge i have really mixed feelings about it the problem is is that whenever i, do, I go to the drafts i just get super zoned into it and then i just totally forget i think okay yeah i'm gonna take this this turn and totally forget to take it that turn and then i'm like oh well this strategy that i was ready for relied on getting three of these (laughs) but that's my favorite part because then you can commiserate with somebody else into another problem like when in my civil war draft where i was like oh i guess i'll go with bullseye and Mm -hmm. i'd get more hands and i was like oh yeah i picked bullseye take a couple more and then at the end i'm like oh i drafted six of them (laughs) I, mean, I didn't need way, that many bullseyes. Many Why did I take ones, all these you know? bullseyes? <laughs> yep. All right. So, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, if oh, you have any questions. Also, don't forget to check out uh, some of our cheat sheets uh, yeah, that we, we have on the website. Yeah, oh, yeah. For, for the most recent sets, make sure you check out the cheat sheets. We do give give pretty good information. And mostly a lot of those is coming from hardcore research because well, I, I don't know about you guys, but anytime a new set comes out, I'm like drafting six times in the first week. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we draft like three times in the first day. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys. If you have any questions on drafting or if you, you know, we missed something that was like a nice gem that's come up in the most recent sets, let us know. Or if you have ideas on what you want us to cover for PDC prep, um, like I said, all March long, we're going to have subjects, um, on PDC prep, uh, double burst at ktdata.net for those emailing folk or facebook.com forward slash double burst for the social media folk type. Um, all right, guys, we will have you coming back a little bit, actually, um, in a couple of minutes to talk about a rotation. What? What? Okay, guys, we are back again with the full crew. We have the KO King, the Brown Messiah, Dr. J and Ken Paul. Gentlemen, welcome back. Um, Hopefully you had a good break between the two segments. Um, you heard it, it being alluded to throughout this whole episode that rotation is coming up. Um, and for for all of you who haven't played a collectible card game or anything, rotation means that they're actually phasing out some sets that you can't use in um, constructed. But the, the way they're doing it is they're splitting it up. They're going to have a golden age and a modern age. In the golden age, almost everything is good we'll get to the almost part in a little bit right in the modern age it's going to change from year to year what they they said they're going to do is they're going to try to make sure that each new set has about a two-year lifespan yeah um in in terms of the modern age and this is pretty common right in in magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff pretty much any collectible game there's a there's some kind of rotation yep so um and of course most of the focus probably is going to be modern age when you go to nationals and qualifiers because yeah modern age begins june 1st 2017 right before uh the national championships and the world championships so if you're planning on going there you may want to think about what you're going to have on your team because um blue eyes is not there professor x is not there um the bard has been banned for modern even though yeah, the set fair and siege is, is still in they've banned the bard for modern i know some people might not like it but i actually really like the timing of that because worlds is going to be so interesting oh, it's going to be the yeah, wild yeah, west yeah. i'm, I'm going to love really it awesome like because if you, if you kind of look back 
the previous worlds, everybody's like, well, we see one team there. But the worlds right before it, that's everybody's like, oh, yeah, you saw It's going to be really reminiscent yeah. of the first world yeah. where you had all of these crazy different ideas coming together because there were only a handful of sets out. And now we have a. Yeah, there's going to be like just five different ring teams. Yeah. (laughs) So there's only four energies. Yeah. So in terms of rotation, any set that came out from World War of Light forward is going to be still legal. Um, So ring's going to be still legal. And oh, yes, Parallax is still there. Um, But you know what's not legal? Captain America's Super Soldier. So. Yeah, the best ring counter in the game is not <laughs> yeah. in the game anymore. It is. Yeah. It is also a counter to um, <clears throat> a vicious struggle team. That's true. If, if you want to, if you guys want to think about that. Um, Actually, I was thinking about that, and I think that with this new Deadpool set, vicious struggle could make a comeback if you bring a comeback. The, what? If you bring, it, it, it's fizzled out in most of these WKOs oh, because yeah. everybody's well, yeah, figured everyone out. cracked the code. You yeah. just have to buy it first. Yeah, that that and the uh, you know the first turn rule has changed it where you know it, yeah, it's it made lo- it very harder. less reliable. But I'm thinking if you bring the uncommon storm from Deadpool, where your opponent can't re-roll their basic action dice, and you if you only get one, there's still a good chance that you can win if they whiff an, a, a vicious struggle roll then you have a chance to come back. So I think, I don't know, you might see it make a, a slight resurgence at Worlds. Maybe one or two people will bring it. Yep, and so and then in terms of, like, banning it, we mentioned that Bard is now, is going to be banned for it. The other question is those reprint promo cards. And so this is how they're, they're kind of saying. So promo cards that share a collector's number with a rotated card, that's going to be rotated out. So you see those all arts, those aren't going to be legal. Um, but promo cards that are functionally ident- identical reprints of other printed cards but have different collector's numbers, those are still legal. So they their example was like Throne Car and Villainous Pack. I'm like, sure, bring Villainous Pack if you don't have a villain. Um, Wait, though, doesn't Villainous Pack have a, a it has, number? It, yeah, it has a different number oh, on okay. it. So yeah. it, it says like it Marvel was, OP. Yeah, it was yeah. printed yeah. originally in a DC set and they, uh, they reprinted it, it in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And same That's thing right. with Throne Car, but the opposite. Yeah, version. so, yeah, so th- yeah. those ones will still be legal. Um, if you're not sure... I do recommend look at the corner of your card. If it says like 24 out of one something, more than likely it's going to be a alt art from an, a set. And it'll, so, it'll also say the year. You can kind of use the years on the side of the card to judge whether or not it's legal. So if it's from a set that's before 2014 or from before 2015, it's not legal anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they did a little bit of goofy stuff with some of those though, with the uh, with the promos. Like, there's a few promos from the first D and D set that are legal, even though D and D is not. Yeah, there's the promo Thanos that is legal, even though Age of Ultron is not. Yeah, so, so like the skeleton, the yeah. the, the skeleton, and if, all those sketch arts, like the if you like dragon. if you like some of the older promo cards, I would really recommend going to the uh, the rotation FAQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have they have a full FAQ page. That's where we're getting all this information from. That's whizkids.com forward slash dice masters forward slash dice hyphen masters hyphen rotation hyphen FAQ. Right. Just go to our show notes at doubleburst.com. We have a link to it. Yeah, and uh, they did a great job on it. Like yeah. kudos to WizKids. Yeah. They they put in a lot of information yeah. right away. Yeah, they try. There's, there's very few questions that I think anybody yeah, has. They, they they try to answer it. And then so if you guys are wondering if you don't know the sets like we do, like the back of our hands, these are the sets that are going out. It is Avengers versus X Men, Uncanny X Men, Yu Gi Oh Series One. D&D Battle for Faerun, so that's the first D&D set, um, Justice League and Age of Ultron. Uh, so those are ones I think the biggest impact that we're going to see is the being rid of Blue Eyes and PXG, right? So long, Constantine. I, f- and Constantine. I feel like there's, I feel like there's about one or two from each uh, set. I mean, in the, in the first one, you're losing Serena, Gobby, uh, Green Goliath. In uh, Uncanny, you're losing Professor X. Professor X is the biggest you're, one possible. You're losing the, the, the Falcon that makes flying sidekicks yeah. work really well. Falcon. Yeah, losing, uh, um, in Rare Yu-Gi-Oh, Side. you're losing... Uh, I think you forgot to mention Heroic. We're losing Heroic. I, no, I actually didn't forget that. Um, <laughs> in, what is Heroic? In the Yu-Gi-Oh set, you're losing Blue Eyes and Morphing Jar and, and Breaker and, and uh, Millennium, Millennium Puzzle. Puzzle and Rod and uh, like there's Thousand there's quite Dragon a few things. Is a big one too. Mm-hmm. Thousand Dragon. Gosh, they need Space to Gations. reprint Blue Eyes. Yeah, we as right, fast right as now possible. we don't have other than uh, Superman. I believe we don't have an action discounter anymore. Um, right. Nope, uncommon uh, satchel. There's also yeah. the, <laughs> the doctor in the Doctor Strange pack. One of the Doctor Strange discounts 
actually. Yeah, you want to discounting seven, seven cost discounts, man. That's distant counting is. Nothing. I never said it was good. <laughs> I just said it was there, Doctor J. Yeah, from from the D and D set, I think the biggest thing that we're losing from there is Red Dragon. Red Dragon sees a and lot. Cobalt. Of play. I think and Cobalt. Oh yeah, Cobalt is a big one. Cobalt's Magic gone. Missile. Magic. Who needs Cobalt? There's multiple men now. Yeah. With with the uh, the print of the unstable canister, magic losing magic missile doesn't really count. Um, from the DC set, Constantine from Justice League, that that is just a huge huge meta card. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that we're losing from Justice League that I think is go- getting overlooked is basic villain retaliation. Teams. Black Manta, yeah, yeah. retaliation. I has mean, retaliation not been printed again. There are some things that you could do, but nothing like that villain retaliation that. You know, that always was, had places to be played. Well, there's sure. there's no occurrence of the keyword retaliation in any other set. Right. Which Even when they have reprinted the ability, like on the newest Ninja Turtles on the Leonardo, that is retaliation, and they didn't use the keyword. Which I'm sad about, because I did have that villain retaliation team that I would fabricate and purchase a die and then win the game. And I was hoping to play that some more, but probably play that in local. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then in Age of Ultron, I think... Jocasta. Jocasta. Um, the rare shield agents were good on uh, bolt teams. Zombie Magneto. Z-Mags is gone. Oh, Zombie oh, Gladiator. Seen, pepper I, Pepper Potts, just in time for suit-up. Right. I have seen, <laughs> I have seen uh, the the Helicarrier seen a little bit of play that... Uh, Buffs it and around here, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. who would ever give that to unblockable Thanos and run unblockable patch? Thanos? We're losing that too. <laughs> can't just buy Finally. that. You can't just buy that playing against. Russ. I don't know how many games I played with Doctor J. It's like I don't know what to put in my slot. Oh well, I got Thanos here, and then he rolls, and it's like crap. He's like, oh, I got all unblockable Thanos. Great. <laughs> so, so what are we left with? Um, we are left with amazingness. Yeah, I mean, we have World of Light, um, War, War of, of Light. light. War, sorry, I'm on a l- little low sleep. If it you could can. be a World of Light. War of Light, yeah, Spider Man, Faerun Under Siege. Without Bard. Without Bard. Um, uh, world's Finest. World's, world's Finest, finest Civil, Civil War, War, Deadpool. Deadpool. All the, the, Flash. And all the individual, the Turtles and uh, Turtles. Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Defenders will be. Defenders coming out it. soon. Uh, Batman is coming out. Obviously, all the ones that are still coming out. Iron Man: War Machine is still legal. Is that one? Still yeah, legal? Iron Man: okay. War Machine is legal. <laughs> it wasn't rotated out I think two weeks. I'm pretty sure that one is illegal. We'll get Guardians in time for the other Guardians to go out. Yeah, that'll work yeah. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. Starhawk. I was so looking forward to those two working together, and now I don't get to try that in. Yeah. Well, 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 you do in, in Golden Age. Yeah, yeah. you so, do in Golden Age. Yeah, so this is one thing that you should pay attention to when you're actually looking at WizKids events now, is they do encourage stores to. Well, they don't even encourage. They require stores to mark if it's Golden Age or if it's a Modern Age one. Um, and I also do warn you if you're talking to Russ for the next couple of weeks until he gets used to it. If he says golden or modern, he probably hasn't. Yeah, so. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've made mistakes. <laughs> I, I don't even yeah, he's getting them mixed up more often than he's getting them right. That's because we were so excited about it. We we're like, oh, the new one has to be golden because it's so good. But he'll make he'll you mix when, it up every I'll time. I'll tell you, we all this news came out, and I was at work, and I just couldn't participate in any qu- sort of conversation online or anything. I was like, "Oh, I want to be a part of this or anything." But I, I, I slept know. in, and on our little our little messaging app where we talk about the show, I like look at my phone, and I'm like, 150 missed messages. What the heck happened in the Dice Masters world? <laughs> oh no! That <laughs> oh, <laughs> rotation. Okay, yeah, that, that now, that's pretty big. Yeah. I will say this: there's a few cards that I don't have that are Golden Age. And I think a lot of players are thinking they'll just, like, clear out their inventory. Mm -hmm. I would encourage players not to do so. I mean, we are going to play some golden age i think yeah. right now it's we're a, all you know it's, out it, on it. it's fun I, to look back too you know i will variety. openly i i am begging you as kids please support golden age somehow yeah and uh anybody who gets a chance to uh make that same request i think we as a community should all be asking whiz kids uh support it somehow whether it's through like release you know, the occasional uh, golden age legal uh only uh, OP kits or um, hold tournaments that are specifically golden, golden age, have a second set of worlds, whatever it is, however big or small, just continue to support it. And, uh, and don't let people who invested as much as they did in those first six sets 
feel like they're being cheated. Also, for for local organizers, when you're putting on a tournament and it's like a special theme tournament or something, think about opening it up to Golden Age. I, I to, like it. I mean, because if you're think, doing like an all villains team, yeah. there's no reason to not do Golden Age in that. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. It, any any sort of uh, theme team, especially if you're looking at uh, everyone has to be on the, like have the same affiliation. Guardians of the Galaxy. Most of them are in uh, Age of Ultron. Like, if you, if you lose that, that that sucks. I think yeah. where the game is right now, I think we have a beautiful situation where we have Golden, Modern, and PDC Prime. So you have all these different type of builds that you can do competitively. You have all the, the store, the casual, all that stuff. But you can develop competitive teams for all three of those levels, which... It's awesome. It's really awesome for people like us who are brewers who love to brew teams because now it's like, oh, I have three different teams I need to brew. Probably my Golden Age team isn't going to change that much, but at least for Prime and Modern, I find myself already being like, well, this card is Modern legal but not Prime legal, so if I want to do the similar thing in Prime, i got to find a different card. I know. I need to build a a Modern legal satchel team since I have my Golden Age and my Prime satchel team. My my, my, my Prime team is... is, uh, my modern, I'm so excited I can add Spidey. I know that sounds weird, but there was some some cards in Spidey I'm actually set pretty, that... I'm actually pretty excited for that as well. Yeah, too. that you can add. Yeah, it'll be nice. Hopefully uh, the Spider-Man set can find some room to shine in modern. Mm-hmm. The biggest impact I think the game is going to have is the lack of Professor X Global. And it's I, gonna. It's there's going to be an adjustment period. Professor, have to Professor X and Blue it. Eyes, yeah. both of them. Mm-hmm. I think well, that both of them need to be in the same conversation about how big they're going to reprint Blue Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X, yep. I don't necessarily want them to. Maybe once per turn. I don't even care if they just don't even do the reduction. Just pay a bolt, KO a character. Yeah, I mean it's a really strong ability. So I get it if they don't. But that by far is the thing I'm going to miss the most. Yeah. And uh, you know what I'm excited for is um, about a year and a half from now when they have to ro- rotate out Rare Crow. I just won't, can't wait to see no. this reaction. <laughs> no. Awesome. Just no. no. Hold on. Uh-uh. Like, no. Quote me now. Uh-uh. I, 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 I'm just waiting for that, guys. <laughs> I don't think I thought about that. <laughs> There's only going to be the one rotation, guys, right? Just the one, right? We're done? It'll be like this forever, right? <laughs> The listeners, you are missing out on such oh a great God. expression on his this, face. This is, this, no, I think I, you know, we've talked about it. I think I knew it, but I... You've been I in denial? I just couldn't <laughs> accept it. Uh, uh, genuinely makes me sad, because every time there's a team that I'm facing, especially with blue, uh, blue eyes, I'm always like, eh... I've, at least I've got Scarecrow to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no matter what it is, at least eh, at least I got Scarecrow. But now I'm not gonna have that. I love the look on Russ's face is like the look that you see every time he reads a card wrong, and I tell him that it's different, and he's just like, "Oh crap!" And the, it clicks in his head, and he's just like, "Oh man." <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so um, before we wrap up, I, I know it's still kind of early, but what are your predictions in terms of teams that we'll, we'll be seeing? Is the rare satchel team going to reign I think supreme? Lantern rings will still reign. Lan- Lantern rings reigns. are going to be it, at least for this first little while. Um, you know, it, n- none of us knows what they're going mm-hmm. to be re- releasing in future sets. Um, but there's a lot. I think of talk it's something about. that people are going to be most comfortable with that they're going to be able to. Really yeah, know the, it's it requires anything. the least amount of change to make yeah. it work. Um, losing PXG is huge for that because you lose a lot of that that ram. You can't get like that eight sidekick dies for eight damage per character exactly so uh, uh but it's still got things like multiple man and mm-hmm. i think the swarming foot ninjas could get bigger from it um i think lantern rings will be at least for the first little while the first uh possibly all the way up to worlds but in the months leading up to worlds i think that it'll be big as people try to uh maximize it and try to stop it in modern in local events so i was trying to think how many swarm characters are there that are still legal we all know how much i love swarm there's all everything but cobalt and orcs from yeah battle for fear i mean because i even think the promo skeleton has swarm yep because i was kind of wondering if uh dritz might make an appearance on my team now super rare 
he would mm-hmm. he, he could be big against multiple man, man. Yeah, multiple if man. if multiple man is the cornerstone of the ring i could see drift being a response to that he's gonna go on that shield ring team that he, he i also, am so determined to make work because everybody he, says it won't he also counters raven the the raven that protects mass characters because mm-hmm. she is i mean without Outside of Golden Age, she's really hard to deal with, mm-hmm. and that will kind of get around her by helping you get rid of those multiple men because he doesn't target. Um, I think Cold Gun is going to be nasty. And Cold Gun, I think, will be oh, huge. Yeah. Uh, I think Bat Family will do really well. Ultraman will my, see a lot of play, I'm yeah, sure. I think Ultraman was one of my predictions. I think you're going to see a lot of basic action direct damage with the one against many. I, think I could you, also see that working with the rare storm from Deadpool as well. I think you pair that with Lady Deadpool, who lets you mm-hmm. use a basic action twice, or you pair it with uh, Two Face, who lets you double the damage from yeah, a I'm, basic I'm, I'm, action. I'm looking at Hit Monkey and Two Face teams. We haven't seen them like emerge yet, but I have a feeling they're they're ready to strike. Yeah, yeah. With <laughs> with the the fact that the meta is going to slow down, it's just going to the modern meta is going to be slower than. Uh, Golden Age. I mean, unless there's something in the new sets that is like PXG and Blue Eyes. I'm actually excited for that because now you'll be able to start developing more kind of mid-range. Yeah, mid-range and, and you can yeah. go with a lot crazier ideas. I mean, uh, I've been playing around with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles team that cannot be competitive. It's too slow. But if the meta slows down, it might be able. I might be able to figure something out, and it would be really cool to see the turtles get more play. You know, I have my controlled by death. 2.0 that I'm still working with. It's got a long <laughs> way to go, Are, are you so going to like have like a 2.0 that you just bring with your team and yeah, put it out maybe. as you're like... But so... No, the I, next rotation is going to rotate out Black Lantern Aquaman too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and here, here's another question. Do you think you the, rise, the re-rise of a Guy Gardner team possibly? Yeah, I yeah. could definitely yeah, see Guy Rush coming back. Mm-hmm. I'd see... Uh, and I don't like to bring it up because people may be working on it. I see a vicious struggle, Luke Cage, big entrance, Guy Gardner team. You have two win options there. I'm either going to attack or I'm just going to blast you with all my cheap two-cost fists. Yeah, having that, being able to pivot, depending on if you get first or second turn, mm-hmm. that could oh, yeah. be. That could be pretty good. Yep. All right, guys, so we want to hear what you guys think of rotation. Are you happy about it? Or are you mad about it? Let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, it's always good to kind of discuss, and I always love getting your guys' input, especially when there's big changes like this because each of us bring a nice unique view of it and just it's a good conversation to have all the time and that's it for this episode of the double burst podcast we would love to hear from you guys what draft strategies are you going to be using and how do you feel about this rotation shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst of course check out doubleburst.com for cool articles past episodes and places to subscribe if you haven't checked it out yet head on over there to check out our unboxing of the Defenders team pack that's coming out soon. Big thanks to Gamehaven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, check them out. And if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. Of course, big thanks to everybody who listens. We appreciate it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. 